welcome to the American Freedom Podcast with your host, Ari Mack. Today, Ari Mack is going to speak about the Hurricane Ida aftermath and some other great stuff coming up. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the podcast. Um, let's start off with Ida, and then do with the other stuff, because this past week, we had a hurricane that was, um, terrible, and, um... In New Jersey, where I am, we got the most hit hurricane ever. Not ever. I don't know about ever, but it was a terrible hurricane. We got some uh, news um, news people who came down, actually, and spoke to the mayor, Hector Laura, and the governor came down. And even some other people came down. I I spoke to many people who lost some and got damage, actually. Um, And News 12 actually came down and spoke to people. um, And they were covering a lot of the news. Especially... um, trying to find it I'm, I'm not sure where they were that day but news 12 and ABC 7 CBS and many many people were here in Passaic we have some some uh, videos to play um, producer, please play number fourteen. Is it going? I hope it's going. But this download the dominoes. This video that we're about to play. Um, is about two people. Here we go. Passaic resident Lady Torres cries from her third floor window after witnessing two people get taken by a rush of water along Main Avenue Wednesday night. She told us when they got to the middle of the street, they got out of the car. And I don't know if they were trying to take a video, but the car just started moving and the current was so strong, it just swept everyone away. Those two individuals, described as only a man and a woman between the ages of 18 and 21, still missing. Officials say their car and phones have been recovered, but the search and rescue mission continues. One theory, the pair was swept into this nearby storm drain, 
which empties out into the Passaic River. We want to be strategic and specific with our efforts because we also want to preserve the lives of our emergency responders, our firefighters, our divers. At the height of the storm brought by remnants of Ida, the city of Passaic reported its first casualty, a 70-year-old man who was a passenger in a car that was overcome with water. First responders were able to rescue his 66-year-old wife and 25-year-old son. Officials here are still wrapping their heads around the power of Wednesday's storm, which transformed streets into rivers, in some cases, five feet high. In my 35 years, and I've seen a lot of storms, I work right through Sandy, the intensity of what we developed over our area, I've never seen. It's certainly something Fega Hager never expected. A surge of water not only ravaged her newly renovated basement, but it brought fragments of a tennis court from nearby Memorial Park to her lawn. It's devastating. It's devastating. Everything's down. There is nothing. It's down to the, the rafters that were, you know, there anyway. Now, now, here's a live look at that storm drain, which many residents say often overflows every time there is heavy rainfall. Now, the problem with the drain is something the city has addressed in the past, but when you consider last night's event, residents hope that it's something that gets permanently fixed. For now, we are live in Passaic. I'm Andrew Ramos. Fix 11 News. Um, so, I spoke to relatives of those two, two missing this past week. Um, and there's, it's such, such, so sad. So sad. The mayor of Passaic actually was up all night making sure everybody's okay. And he was making sure everyone is okay the next day also. The mayor of Passaic, um, is an amazing man and staying up every, every night making sure everything is all right um and we we give our greatest efforts to him next video please Passaic River. We've been talking about this for days now. You can see it's also crossed into the major flooding stage there at Little Falls in places like Pinebrook. The river crested several feet above flood stage. News 12 New Jersey's Chris Keating in that area tonight. We also have News 12's Naomi Yane and meteorologist Michelle Power standing by as part of our Team 12 coverage for you tonight. But let's start with Chris. Uh, Chris, you were in Little Falls earlier. You're in Wayne now. What are you seeing there? We are still seeing flooded streets in homes all around parts of Wayne Township. We're on the property of the Willowbrook Mall, and in this property, there are flooded streets that streets that are used quite a bit. The water gets as much as two feet deep in some parts. And what we're also seeing is mistakes made by drivers, people still going through high water, including a Mercedes, a brand new one just behind me. He rode through the water until the car seized up, and now that car stuck there probably for days. We watched as the driver of that car pulled right into the flooded street and gave it a go in two feet of water until the car finally seized. He got out and that car may be stuck in place until Monday when this water leaves. We've seen others testing the high water around here. Those in trucks are making it and showing us just how deep the flood water is around Willowbrook Mall. 
The mall is open, so this is mainly a nuisance for people either trying to shop or cut through this property. Not far from here, the situation is dire. Hobson Avenue is flooding, and people have had to evacuate. Then we stood along Little Falls Road, where we could see the backyards of homes that seemed to be sitting in the Passaic River. Those are along Riverside Drive. That truck there, it made it through, but many others are stranded in homes, not willing to risk taking their cars out of driveways. But then we met Charles McDougald. He lives on Riverside and asked his neighbors to give him a ride by boat over to Route 23 to get some snacks for the kids at home. I didn't think that we were going to need to evacuate. So when the water was only about four or five inches, um, we were able to move around overnight. It appeared to rise as high as it is. Thanks to his sump pump, his basement is in good shape, and the father of six has electricity, so they seem to be making the best of it. They're able to play with each other. They have their computers. They have their phones. So they're good. All right, Charles. They're really comfortable. He got a few bags full of food, made his way through the flooded parking lot, and headed on back home by boat with his neighbor. when you're told to stay home and stay inside. It's, it's been a real challenge, but the response of our fire department. The mayor spoke to um, several news stations and he did a state of emergency. We needed a state of emergency because several fire and police was actually calling People were calling them, and it was crazy. So, that's what I was saying. All right, next. Volunteer crews here. They brought metal trying to revamp the best we can to keep the cows we do have there. This is the aftermath of South Jersey's uh, tornado in Gloucester County. Fine and protected by shelter. Well, at Crest Farms, Eric Ekus still can't believe his eyes. Even here where baby calves are, half of that building got destroyed. It's now in there. We're moving all of our calves down to the one side it isn't for shelter. This Mullica Hill family-owned business had been operating since the 1940s. Until an EF3 tornado touched down, leaving a path of death and destruction. Most of our barns, like this one here, is one of the better shaped barns we have because it's still standing. But there's no more material on it for the cows for cover. But all of our barns just completely got destroyed. And we had just cows running around all over because no more buildings to hold them in, no more pens. Everything's been demolished. the region covering this unprecedented weather event. The state of New Jersey has been especially hard hit by flooding rains. Let's begin with CBS 2's Jessica Layton. She joins us live from Clifton. New tonight, a tour 
Uh, actually, we're, we're getting a closer look now at the damage in Passaic, New Jersey. Governor Murphy coming to the spot where a 70-year-old man was killed, trapped in his car that was engulfed by water. And in the same area, two people are still missing tonight. Our Stefan Kim talking with the governor about the tragic loss across the state and steps to rebuild. Where I'm standing right now was under 12 feet of water last night. This train trestle above me has about a 13-foot clearance. That water nearly touched it last night. Three different roads dip into this point, and then there are two staircases just like that. That flood water funneled in from five different directions. There was no way out. In the calm, cool air, wrapped in a gentle, autumn-like breeze, it's hard to imagine less than 24 hours ago, Ida flipped so many lives upside down. We were in about 13 feet, it was about a foot, foot and a half off the ceiling. The Passaic train station trestle, dry and clear tonight, but this was what it looked like as it was being pounded by Mother Nature's unrelenting rage. Under all that water was a family trapped in their car. First responders pulling out a 66-year-old woman and her 25-year-old son, but still trapped inside was the 70-year-old father, a wife and a son, forced to watch firefighters, desperate, unsuccessful efforts. Firefighters were literally being dragged under the vehicle. The car began to float, and it was no longer safe. The water was about five, six feet. Within minutes, it was over their heads. They can't see. They don't know whether the car is going to come down on them, and they're going to get stuck. As the water uh, rises and it floats, it literally came over right through and ended up here. What happened last night, no one expected. We have never seen the kind of flooding that we experienced in the city. Meanwhile, Governor Murphy tonight touring the catch basin where two went missing, just a few minutes away from that train station. <laughs> Swelling and swallowing up everything in its path last night, a 21-year-old man and an 18-year-old woman in this red car swept on top of this rail. Surrounded by rising water, they exited the vehicle and got sucked into there. It spits out into the Passaic River. Divers all day, coming up empty. This young lady could have been rescued, but was concerned that the other gentleman didn't know how to swim. One held on to him, and now they're both missing. And you know, we fear for the worst, but hope for the best and pray for the best. It breaks your heart. Absolutely breaks your heart. The governor says at least 23 New Jerseyans were killed by the storm in the city of Passaic alone. More than 200 were rescued. Adding insult to injury, boil water advisories are in effect for residents in parts of Passaic County and in Lambertville, Hoboken, and Jersey City. In Hudson County, the torrential rainfall caused damage to the aqueduct that supplies water for both cities. Suez water officials say emergency crews worked late into the night repairing that water main, but the advisory remains in place until further notice. Emergency teams are making filtered water available to residents at various locations throughout Hoboken and Jersey City. You can check their website for locations. So as you heard, there's a boil water advisory for certain areas. Please check your, um, say, county Please check your Water Commission website for that latest news. Alright, let's speak about next. What's next? Here we go. Um, a football field. Amazing, but... Kind of 
explicit, said some great words. Um, I don't want to play the video because it's explicit, but these people took a video of themselves um, chanting bleep Joe Biden chants over taking over the f entire football field. It's a, um, it's a, uh, football, college football game. And I'm like, what the flip is wrong, wrong with these people, but it's great. Next, man told he will be arrested for wearing a MAGA hat. These, it's ridiculous, liberals will be, is taking over, would like to take our country over, and a video has got, that has gone viral on TikTok and Twitter shows a man about to get arrested for simply wearing his MAGA hat. Here's the video. What will happen if I do not take my shirt, my, my hat off? If you refuse, um, you're going to be arrested and taken to jail. If I don't take my hat off, you're going to be fingerprinted and processed. Actually, you're not going to be taken. You're not going to be taken uh, to jail. You're going to be fingerprinted and released. But I'll be arrested, though. Yes. For wearing a hat, this is "Make America Great Again." That's correct. That's That's the most ridiculous thing ever. They want to be in charge. They want to take care of you. Liberals, liberals, liberals. It's the ridiculous thing. Next, defending drivers from um, Lyft. Lyft um, announces riders, their riders and drivers. A Texas, a new Texas law threatens punished drivers for getting people where they need to go. Specifically, women exercising the right to choose um, access, um, the healthcare they need. And then, um, it's really, re sounds like a whole thing. Lyft created a driver legal defense fund, uh, cover 100% of the legal fees, blah, blah, blah. And... I think it's a whole ridiculous thing, but whatever. Um, anyways, liberals, blah, blah, blah. All right, next. Um, New Jersey COVID-19 updates eviction protection expands in New Jersey. Um, and, of course, the um, IDA relief fund is um, is happening. The eviction pre prevention program provides additional rental assistance. Um it is extended until, I'm not sure when, but whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then, back to school, remember your masks, remember your masks. No, I'm not going to remember my mask. Take your flu shot, of course. How? And then, um, I am going to, here, this is what I wanted to talk about. Um, the booster shot, the booster shot, Donald Trump said, 
he is not going to get the booster shot because he feels like that the booster shot is a moneymaker. Because, hey, you, whoever is vaccinated now is fully vaccinated. You don't need to get a booster shot. Now, we have, um, now we are, it's just a moneymaker. We have a breaking news from our news desk. Pfizer is now developing twice a day pills you'll take with your vaccines. Think forced vaccines were bad. Think never ending booster shots were bad. Well, it's, well, it's about to get worse. A lot worse. Get ready for a new twice a day pill that you will be taking, taking in addition to the vaccine. That never ends. Ending booster, folks. The never ending COVID-19. Mom, what is COVID-19 ending? Um, son, it's not ending at all. Because it's going to be, um, it's going to be keep on going and going and going. Like the, the train that never ends. Um, because I am the one and only person that will tell you that will be continuing that train that never ends. Meanwhile, the trend that never ends, like every V floor, um, like you see in uh, the movies. All right, remember the video that we played, um, in last week? Well, Trump came out with a great video. He and he's said that he is going. To be announcing um, his presidency for 2024 very soon. Um, tune in to the Brian Craig Show tonight at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time to find out the latest on Donald Trump. He's going to announce something. He said, I'm going to be announcing something this weekend or this week on some sort of a channel, either... Newsmax or Fox News. He's going to be announcing it on either. Alright, on this day in Yankees history, um, or tomorrow in Yankees Day history, Derek Jeter retired on in 20, I think 2012, pretty sure, or 21 of those years. But, they made this day in Yankees history. Derek Jeter. They made tomorrow is Derek Jeter Day in Yankees Day in history. Happy anniversary to Derek Jeter and happy anniversary to the Yankees. Derek Sanderson Jeter Day tomorrow. And yes, that's the one and only day that we respect, huh, for the Yankees. Um,. But we sell, we shall respect all days for the Yankees. And the Yankees are amazing. I actually have it in my Google Calendar as Derek Sanderson G Jeter Day. So, it's wonderful to have it pop up as Derek Sanderson Day. Next, here we go. Let's speak about... Um... Afghanistan. 
he said, Joe Biden said he's going to get the Americans out. How did he do it? By announcing that he is going to do it. And then he failed his mission. Real bad, folks. And we have a guy in office that really doesn't know anything. All he knows is how to read a teleprompter and how to steal... I don't know if he he took the election, but all he all we know is this guy that we have in office. We tell him, "Hey, Joe Biden, you're you're president," and he's like, "Oh, I'm president. Good morning. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to office. Let's go to the office and sleep more for America, ladies and gentlemen." The consequences that we have faced right now is really bad. The the one and only um, reality that we're that we're taking on right now with Afghanistan, we left multiple multiple and expensive weapons and rocket and um, a lot of crazy expensive equipment for the Taliban. And I'm like, mind blown. If And Donald Trump himself said, if I was president, I would have knocked the hell out of these people and announced them before I would call them, said to them, you're going to die before I come, before we come in and take every single American out. Well, that did not plan right. He called and said, we are coming in. And guess what happened? We left our weapons, we left everything out down there, and of course, we forgot some people. Great job, Joe Biden. Great job. You forgot some people. Now the media is saying that the peop certain people would like to stay. Who the heck would like to stay in Afghanistan? I'm like, what in the world people... Who the heck would like to stay in Afghanistan? We we have we have people who are left behind with the Taliban. We have people who would like to come to America legally. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? It's bogus and it's really ridiculous how the media is just um just covering up um every single damn thing that we have over here. It's just stupid. Another another fail with um with Biden. A huge fail. A huge fail. And listen to this. Get paid up to two consequences of a rapid exit are both We've already started the strategy. The consequences of a rapid exit are both predictable and unacceptable. A hasty withdrawal would create a vacuum that terrorists 
including ISIS and Al-Qaeda, would instantly fail, just as happened before September 11th. Hey, Joe Biden, Trump told you so, okay? Here's President Trump's new ad released today that airs the Biden administration's dirty lies for everyone to see. Afghanistan cannot be used as a terrorist base. That Afghanistan has become the Disneyland for terrorists. We plan for every contingency. Total chaos. It is heartbreaking. It is depressing. It's a failure, and he needs to own that failure. I bear responsibility for all that's happened. He did not admit any mistakes. He did not uh, offer any change of course. He says we're going to continue forward. He really isn't taking responsibility. Mr. Biden, you did this. You made the deal with the Taliban. Yep, it is. He always does. And guess who's uh, who's going to be good friends with the Taliban? Russia, China, and our enemies. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to step up our game. America has to step up our their game. It's crazy. New Jersey is getting a new government very soon, God willing, um, coming up in uh, November. Um, and the the Democrats are just blowing their head up by saying, oh, we shouldn't have certain ads um, for, due to the fact of um, uh, rights of certain people. Well, I have to say is, one thing I have to say is Jack Tardigalli is running for governor in New Jersey, and he's doing a great job running. He's a great guy running for New Jersey. And I think um, I'm not a big fan of, uh, of him, but a person who would like to um, save New Jersey and lower taxes, lower everything, and make New Jersey better, well, I have to say he's he's gonna do that. Well, twenty thousand Walmart um, workers are being hired. Walmart is planning to hire twenty thousand new uh, workers. Um, she and uh, the. Walmart company is planning to hire new workers. Next is, um, I don't know. Not sure what is that. Next, totally false partisan narrative about DeSantis. Here we go. Uh, So that's the whole 
narrative. All right, next. New South Wales is still mucking around on access to sc screenings of COVID-19. Next, why would somebody vote for a guy who falls asleep in front of a a um a TV interview or even in front of a prime minister or even anyone well we have to say is that we want to we that we spoke to a person and we didn't get recorded due to the fact he didn't want us to record um but he said that um the reason why he would vote for him because of his greatness and happiness and he's better than I was like what about Donald Trump is he better for America and he said no because um he's a a bigot and and a um repulsive person as they use that but we have to say is Biden is not the person for America right now. Somebody else. It could be either Trump or a Democrat on that side. We are not, um, I'm not saying that um, either Harris or Nancy Pelosi or even Trump. I'm saying right now in the office of the President of the United States of America is not being a proper place right now. No one knows what is going on in the White House. Because, A, Joe Biden is being told to do stuff. Who is that person? We don't know. I know who it is. Either Obama or Clinton. But, they don't want to say who that person is. Well, Donald Trump knows who it is. And he, ex and he exposed it. He exposed that person the other day with um, his Greg Kelly interview. He said, this is the third term of Obama. And it is. You know, I know because Jen Psaki. And it is a third term, basically. Um, meanwhile, Texas bans abortion policy, a brand new law, with Greg Abbott. Unexpected video call? To, to the news uh, that you are joining us about, which is some of these new technological and, and innovation 
based investments in your state, specifically around a startup called Gaddock, which is autonomous trucking. Um, that being said, I think we would be remiss if we didn't ask about several of these major topics that are in the news more broadly right now that have become not only the subjects of debate and controversy politically and socially, but for corporate America as well. And I want to do start with that so-called heartbeat bill that is implement, being implemented in your state. Forbes, this, Forbes is out with a survey uh, with a headline that two-thirds of college-educated workers may avoid Texas now because of this abortion ban. What's your response? So you do see some publications uh, who try to categorize the Texas business environment based upon uh, the positions that the Texas legislature takes. However, uh, the truth of the matter uh, shows something completely different. The Federal Reserve puts out a report every single month uh, that shows the mobility of people moving from one state to another. Month after month after month, including the most recent month, shows that people are choosing to move to Texas more than any other state in the United States, and it's not even close. Uh, and so uh, re regardless of some hand-wringing by some publications, the people who are not wringing their hands are the people who create jobs that run businesses uh, that care about their daily lives. Uh, and people are choosing Texas over any other state. And part of that is because of our low regulations, our no income tax. In fact, we constitutionally banned an income tax in the state of Texas. But we have a terrific business climate, which is exactly uh, why Gaddick, for example, chose to come to the state of Texas and, and improve its uh, mobile innovation. Uh, and so companies are choosing Texas because it has the superior business climate. Uh, I, I totally understand that. And, and certainly Texas consistently ranks high on CNBC's list of, of top states for business. But right or wrong, for better or worse, I mean, you do have businesses that have not been shy to react to some of these political or social topics as of late, late be it whether... It, it... Another Texas topic... Autonomous vehicles Let's get back to uh, are coming very rapidly to Texas. Here's an topic. investment, new autonomous trucking facility in the state of Texas. This is a, a autonomous trucking startup. It said it's going to establish a long-term presence in your state as well. Um, how does it speak to some of these innovations and, and newer technologies, whether it's in transportation and logistics, or you mentioned Elon Musk earlier, commercial space flight. Texas has become a hub for that as well. Um, perhaps not surprisingly, um, how does it speak to some of those new types of businesses that you're courting? Well, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, and that is uh, Texas really is becoming uh, the leading innovation state in the United States. And, candidly, we can just go through stories, Morgan, that you yourself have reported on. Uh, there is, of course, SpaceX that you mentioned. There's Blue Origin, where you were in the state of Texas for mm -hmm. that. There's uh, the, the Gigafactory. Another thing you reported on is Army Futures Command, where the future of the United States Army is being built out here in downtown Austin, where their focus is on artificial intelligence and robotics, but now also autonomous vehicles. Uh, and there's the Alliance Texas Mobility Innovation Zone, where Gaddock is operating out of. It's a 75 square mile location between Dallas and Fort Worth uh, that has uh, a, a large sector of autonomous vehicles that are already operating uh, business to business uh, in deliveries, whether it be short haul or long haul, operating from there. Uh, and by the way, for your viewers, this where, where this autonomous uh, zone is located is also the headquarters of Charles Schwab. So this autonomous zone, I guess in terms of the data you're able to glean from there, how does it speak to how quickly, potentially, or slowly...
So, um, the autonomous driving is, it sounds ridiculous. I'm not an autonomous guy, but it sounds cool, but no. Next. Um, lockdowns. Let's speak about the lockdowns. Lockdowns, um, made our kids obesity at a rate that never has been before. And the doctors are seeing more and more kids obese like never before. The reason why is kids are has been having a problem with eating habits. And um and we we can't control the kids can't, can't control that. Um, and they said, um, we, and it's, it's crazy. So, that's the news for that. Next. Alright, next. Um... Ron DeSantis with the masks. I'm made of the pure bliss. Now, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has filed an appeal. Yeah, he had said he was going to do this. It goes against the recent ruling that allows schools to implement mask mandates for students. And Fox 45's Amanda McKenzie is live at the Orange County Public School Building. And Amanda, I know they focused on other districts, but certainly Orange County is one of the several districts with mandates. Right, and one of the largest, in fact, they're one of 14 school districts that have implemented mask mandates, and that makes up more than half of all of the students in the state of Florida. Well, now Governor Ron DeSantis is firing back, filing an appeal, saying that he thinks parents should be able to choose what is best for their kids. Now, a court judge did rule last week that the state cannot ban school districts from requiring masks and that the state cannot penalize districts if they do. Discretionary power exercised by the school board cannot be interfered by the judiciary or by the executive branch of government, and neither the judiciary nor the executive can substitute their judgment for the school board's power. However, the Florida Department of Education has already begun withholding salaries for school board members in Alachua and Broward counties. The governor's lawyers have taken their case to the first district of appeal in Tallahassee. DeSantis wants the appeals court to reverse the decision, which essentially gave Florida's 67 school boards the power to impose a student mask mandate. Now, it remains to be seen how the appeals court will respond to this. Right now, Governor DeSantis and the judge are both arguing that the Parents' Bill of Rights serves their side. DeSantis says that that law means that parents have the right to choose the education and health for their child. Meanwhile, the judge says that same law gives power to the government to take action to protect public health. Reporting live in Orange County, Amanda McKenzie, Fox 35 News. The people of the United States are for their partnership in assisting our evacuation of over 4,100 people from Kabul. And the 13 uh, um, United States soldiers who lost their lives 
In this time, there's been a notable lack of communication between senior levels of the Australian government and our closest ally. Sky News asked Press Secretary Jen Psaki earlier in the day if this was a reflection of the state of the Australian alliance. Minister, I want to go to Prue on something else, but just before we go, there's talk growing again about his uh, congestion levy coming into Australian cities, which means if you've got a petrol or a diesel car, you'll be paying to actually get into your capitals. I thought we pay through our fuel excise for our roads. Why are we paying twice? Because, again, the left's fantasy is to uh, tax every single thing we do to control us and taxing every uh, millimetre of road that we use. This is done in the name of bringing in electric cars, which don't pay fuel taxes. So they've gone, oh, how, how are we going to get all the revenue that we're getting off, uh, off of that? Oh, electric cars, let's mm. tax everybody. Let's have a congestion tax like in the UK. Tax, tax, tax. That's what is behind the entire climate agenda. More taxes. Here we go again. Uh Next. Grab a spa day. Grab a massage. Multiple GOP-led states see Texas abortions law as a model. The White House and congressional Democrats now are also promising to go around the Supreme Court, which refused to weigh in on that law. They want to make abortion legal everywhere in the United States, basically at any time. Nancy Pelosi promising that the House will call a vote on this uh, measure. Here she is. You heard that. That was crazy. Seems a little ridiculous, but whatever. Um, next. Out of uh, 15 out of the night. John, that's right. And the executive order from President Biden comes just weeks after the families of 9-11 victims asked the inspector general to investigate their claims that the FBI either lied about or destroyed evidence that would maybe show that Saudi Arabia had ties to 9-11. Now, 19 out of uh, 15 out of the 19, rather, Al-Qaeda hijackers were Saudi nationals. And this letter uh, from the families was signed by at least 3,500 individuals. And the most recent request uh, that they have is that they want to see videotape and hear some recordings from this uh, California party that occurred more than a year before 9-11 uh, that featured two of the hijackers who were in attendance at that party. Now, in terms of Saudi Arabia, that link, Al-Qaeda's then leader Osama bin Laden was also 
born and raised in Saudi Arabia. And for nearly 20 years, you've had the Saudis. They've been downplaying uh, any potential role they've had with 9-11. We reached out to the embassy of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and they too say that they do not have a comment at this time. Uh, but President Biden uh, is on the road right now to Louisiana, and this was actually brought up to him by some pool reporters. They said, do you have any comments on your uh, potential executive order, which we now know was signed? against Saudi Arabia, or looking into Saudi Arabia, rather, and Biden said, I'll talk to you later. So this is something uh, that is developing. Again, President Biden signing the executive order, but we're waiting for him to comment on it for the first time publicly. John. It's back to school. Florida Republicans say they will soon try to ban abortions when a fetal heartbeat is detected. And the Sunshine State's Governor Ron DeSantis is already hinting he'll approve it. What they did in Texas was interesting, and I haven't really been able to look enough about it. They've basically done this through private right of action. Um, and so it's a little bit different than how a lot of these debates have gone. Uh, so, so we'll have to look. I'm going to look uh, more significantly at it. His political rival, Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed, putting out a video blasting such consideration. We are coming for anyone threatening our bodies. I'm doing it in Florida as your next governor, and I'm not alone. Some Floridians agree with Freed. People should be free uh, to decide what to do with, with their bodies as well. I am not pro-abortion, but there are some circumstances that I can understand why women do it. Meanwhile, others can't even fathom abortion being legal in the first place. I have seven kids, so I do not support abortion at all. I think that being a mother is a blessing no matter what. I understand that situations are not the best for everyone or not the right for everyone, but that is life, and life is not perfect. No, I don't agree on abortion, period. Um, yeah, I just don't. Clinics in Texas treating women seeking abortion admit that their hands are already tied. The services they can offer now extremely limited, and facilities like this one in Florida face a similar fate should a comparable bill be enacted. In Miami for Newsmax, I'm Leonardo Feldman. You just watched New Is the greatest threat to our national security. We are in more danger today than we were on September 10th. All right, next. Nebraska football honors a veteran football player. Who it is? For the national anthem, University of... While some football teams may kneel for the national anthem, University of Nebraska Lincoln's football team is putting their American pride on full display. That's awesome. The team tweeted out a new ad that shows one of their players, Damian Jackson, who's a former Navy SEAL holding an American flag. And not only that, but the school community rallies behind him as he salutes fellow veterans. The ad ends with a thank you to our servicemen and women. The Huskers will have a football game on September 11th, and they'll be wearing new uniforms with an American flag patch oh, on that. That's awesome. Sean, that's you got to really love cool. that. You know, you, you needed that headed into this week. It's just great to see some people really showing pride in the country. Yeah. All right. Well, as we do head into this long weekend, we remember the upcoming 20th anniversary of 9-11. We're going to be commemorating the attacks on our show all week long with people like Rudy Giuliani, Andy Card, who was President Bush's chief of staff, Congressman and combat veteran Michael Waltz. We'll speak to a Gold Star panel of Gold Star family. We hope you'll join us for that. Hey, that's our show. Thank you. 
In a plea deal, Jacob Chansley, known on this show as the Horns Guy or the MAGA Shaman. You may know him better by that name, actually. He's sitting in jail right now. He's in solitary confinement for the better part of the last nine months. But his ordeal didn't end today. His attorney, Albert Watkins, Mr. Watkins, is joining us now. We appreciate you being here, sir. Uh, Albert, he's facing, he's facing up to 20 years in prison at you know the, the, the sentencing, but probably well, probably won't get that much. But what changed that make him plea, and what are you expecting at this sentencing? Uh, what changed was... Okay, a couple of things I wanted to get to you guys about, including here. Um, we're learning about where we might be as a country, as a citizenry, in, say, 10 years from now, 2031. Now, there are those who want Australia to be a big Australia... I don't support that because of the infrastructure that currently exists now. But there are some social demographers that have tried to work out, well, hang on, what will we be doing? Well, we live longer because we're healthy or we have therapeutics that can take us there a little bit longer. And we're going to be working longer as well. Eliza is somebody who will definitely be here at the peak of her powers in 10 years' time. Are you ready to be working even harder than you are right now? Well, fortunately, I very much like my day job. So and I know that that's not necessarily a thing that a lot of people can say, but I do really get up in the morning. And I'm not just saying this for the benefit of any of my bosses who might be tuning in, but I do wake up in the morning. Right <laughs> I, I do wake up. <laughs> do you see a place well, fully connected to HQ? You know how it works. <laughs> That, that's right. They're, they're always listening. They're always watching. I've actually got a hidden camera in here right now. But uh, it is, it's true. I love my job. I wake up and I love going out to work and to do what I do. So, look, if I have to work a little bit longer, I think that's going to be okay with me. Yeah. Now, again, Julian, uh, we've, we've got things like the census. People should have filled out their stuff and get it all back by now with the fines start coming around. Uh, this little picture into our future, what does it tell you about the, the good stuff to look forward to or the stuff that sort of the alarm bells are ringing for you? All right, next. Um, this guy, Matthew Gaughan. leadership spill for many, many months and Matthew Guy has long been the person that would go against Michael O'Brien in the event of a leadership spill. We've heard from the opposition leader Michael O'Brien himself just in the last hour or so outside opposition offices and he did seem quite frustrated uh, that many of his MPs are now turning against him. This party room meeting, it's going to be held at 7.45 uh, tomorrow morning and it's going to be held at the Liberal offices. Of course, because of COVID, there were some issues trying to get uh, a room because of the distancing requirements. Now, all 31 Liberal MPs will be able to vote in person tomorrow. Here is what Michael O'Brien had to tell us a moment ago. So I've taken the decision to arrange an in-person meeting for Parliamentary Liberal Party meeting tomorrow morning. It's time to put these issues to bed because Victorians want the Liberal Party focused on Victorians and not on ourselves. That's all I've got to say at the moment. I'll see you all tomorrow morning. 
Now, uh, Michael O'Brien has been standing pretty firm over the last few days, despite calls from uh, Matthew Guy's backers for him to resign ahead of this party room meeting. We know that he intended to do no such thing today and he's not going down uh, without a fight. We don't yet know how many people are on the side of uh, Michael O'Brien, but he believes he will have the numbers tomorrow. So, too, do the backers uh, of Matthew Guy. We did uh, see Michael, uh, Matthew Guy outside of his uh, home this morning and he wouldn't give away how much support. Afghans, this next. Bad one for Joe Biden, with his approval rating sinking to an all-time low as the White House tries to manage multiple crises, many of their own making, from Afghanistan to the chaos at the southern border. On top of that, the latest jobs report shows, un- shows employment in August missed... Here's Dr. Fauci about the move virus. It's really seen here. Yes, we certainly are aware of the mu variant. We're keeping a very close eye on it. It is really seen here, but it is not at all even close to being dominant. As you know, the Delta is more than 99% dominant, uh, even though it is not, in the essence, taken hold to any extent here. We always pay attention to, at all times, variants. This variant has a constellation of mutations that suggest that it would evade certain antibodies, not only monoclonal antibodies, but vaccine and convalescent serum-induced antibodies. But there isn't a lot of clinical data to suggest that. It is mostly laboratory in vitro data. Not to downplay it, we take it very seriously, But remember, even when you have variants that do diminish somewhat the efficacy of a vaccines, the vaccines still are quite effective against variants of that type. Bottom line, we're paying attention to it. We take everything like that seriously, but we don't consider it an immediate threat right now. Meanwhile, in in, uh, Australia, there... um they're going they're in an election tomorrow and they're expected to have a new premier starting starting on um either Wednesday or Thursday we'll know who's the new premier for Victoria Melbourne so the recall on Newsom listen to this Nearly 25 years ago, lawmakers passed comprehensive. Better economic outcomes. I want to just, I wanted to say this to all the, all my moderate, maybe some Republican friends. It's just interesting. This is interesting to me. By the way, this guy looks like a wacky guy. He has some wacky hairstyle. I'm like, um... It says on his 
podium. Stop the Republican recall. Vote no on September... It looks like 14. Oh, the punditry. Yeah, it's September 14th is his re recall. Here we go. You know, things called Fox or something called Newsmax. One, one, some one American news or something. <laughs> All these headboards talking about California's economy. Well, in an interesting fact, they never mentioned this. California had better health outcomes in Florida, Texas, Indiana, the United States of America in the last 18 months. And we had better economic outcomes than those states because we led with science and public health. They're one and the same. Wake up, America. How about wake up, um, Newsom? You are keep on lying. You never have, you have the worst economic History. You have the worst police system. You have the worst. Everything is down. Crime rates are up. You're like Cuomo. You're literally like Cuomo. It's terrible. It is terrible, folks. It's terrible over there. Our hearts go out to. Our dearest friend, Joe Rogan. Listen to this. Hello, friends. So, I got back from the road Saturday night, feeling very weary. I had a headache, and I just felt just run down. And just to be cautious, I separated from my family, slept in a different part of the house, and throughout the night, I got fevers and sweats, and I knew what was going on. So I got up in the morning, got tested, and it turns out I got COVID. So we immediately threw the kitchen sink at it, all kinds of meds, monoclonal antibodies, uh, ivermectin, Z-Pak, uh, prednisone, everything. Uh, and I also got an NAD drip and a vitamin drip, and I did that three days in a row. And so here we are on Wednesday, and I feel great. I really only had one bad day. Sunday sucked, but Monday was better. Tuesday felt better than Monday, and today I feel good. I actually feel pretty fucking good. Uh, that's the good news. The bad news is we have to move Friday the Friday show in Nashville. So, he is feeling good, so that's the story. Um, our our um, hearts and prayers go out to him. Next, Dr. Fauci says this. We are just over two weeks away from September 20th. That is the date that the administration had planned to start administering vaccine boosters for adults. Is that still the plan? In, in some respects, it is. Uh, we were hoping that we would get the uh, both the candidates, both products, Moderna and Pfizer, rolled out by the week of the 20th. It is conceivable that we will only have uh, one of them out, but the other will likely follow soon thereafter. And the reason for that is that we, as we've said right from the very beginning, we're not going to do anything unless it gets the the uh, appropriate FDA regulatory approval, 
and then the recommendation from the advisory committee on immunization practices. Looks like Pfizer has their data in, likely would meet the deadline. We hope that Moderna would also be able to do it so we could do it simultaneously. But if not, we'll do it sequentially. So the Just another moneymaker. Hey. Community members helping those devastated. New Jersey AG slams price gougers. Here we go. Over the last few days, we've seen the very best of New Jersey, with first responders and community members helping those devastated by Wednesday's storm. But natural disasters also bring out a more dangerous element. People who prey upon victims of tragedy and try to profit off those in need. Know that we will not tolerate these violations of our law. Thanks to Governor Murphy's emergency declaration, our state's price gouging law is now in effect and our office stands ready to investigate complaints. Our message is clear. If you jack up prices on food or gas or generators or any other essential items or services in the wake of this tragedy, we will find you and we will make you pay. Sounds threatening. Not really. Meanwhile, Donald Trump news. Here we go. Rosh Hashanah is one of the most important holidays for Jewish people around the world. It starts tonight at sundown. The name Rosh Hashanah means the head of the year and the holiday marks the start of the Jewish New Year. Joining us once again for more on all of this is Rabbi Yaakov Menken. Rabbi Menken, good to see you again. Good morning, sir. Thank you for having me back. Pleasure to have you on. Um, so Rosh Hashanah opens a period of what they call intense retrospection that leads up to the moment of atonement. Why is this holiday so important? Well, it's really the culmination in a lot of ways of the entire Jewish calendar building up Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, in many ways the most important time on the Jewish calendar because it's the time when God reviews our behavior, the behavior of every person in the world, and we have an opportunity to correct ourselves and bring ourselves into the Day of Atonement ready to do better in the coming year. Can you tell me a little bit about what's on the, uh, the dinner table? I'm a Catholic, so I'm, I'm not, you know, I have, I have many Jewish friends, but this always sounds like if you're going to be part of a Jewish holiday, this is the one you want to take part in uh, around supper time. So apples and honey, right? Round challah, those are must-haves, uh, but it's a meal designed so we can have a, a sweet start to the new year. Is that accurate? Very much so. Uh, the round challah is about the cycle and about bringing ourselves back to the beginning uh, starting over again, uh, getting a fresh start on things. The apple and honey is all about the sweet year. There are many other symbolic f foods that people eat uh, that we should be. People will eat the head of a fish and say we should be the head and not the tail. I like that. Uh, the shofar is another unique part of the occasion. Um, what's so symbolic about the ram's horn and its addition to this ceremony? There are many elements uh, of the ram's horn. Uh, it duplicates the sound of a person crying. That's one thing. It's also a call, like a trumpet, to repentance, to uh, to come and listen to God and improve ourselves. All of these things are, are built into the sound of the shofar. Rabbi, I did want to talk about uh, politics with you for a moment this morning. I understand that you were on the phone with former President Donald Trump and his religious advisors uh, talking about launching a new national faith advisory board. You were on this call, which I believe took place on Thursday. What was that call like? Correct. Uh, we were the uh, Jewish representatives on that call. He had many different religions. He spoke to Catholics, evangelicals, and, and ourselves. 
uh, it was a very good call because what they were trying to show with this new National Faith Advisory Board is that the working together between faith groups to preserve religious liberty in America and the things the Trump administration did are not going to come to an end because he's no longer the president. But rather, they're creating a board. It's staffed primarily by former members of the Faith and Opportunity Initiative of the White House. Rabbi, I have a question for you. And I, I, as soon as I found out that you were on that call on Thursday, I was hoping that we'd get you on so I could ask you this. Um, as someone of, of the cloth and someone of, of faith, do you feel, do you get the feeling that, that Donald Trump, the 45th president, is thinking pretty seriously about running again in 2024? Uh, I would say, based on listening to the president and what he had to say on, on that call, it sounded to me like he's planning to run, to run again. Uh, that's what it sounded like. He didn't say so, but he made some indications. He said something very compelling, which is that if he were still in the White House, he believes that there would be several more countries involved in the Abraham Accords, right. the peace initiative that brought the UAE, Bahrain, Morocco into... diplomatic relations with Israel. All right, Rabbi Yaakov Mekin, such uh, a pleasure having you back on the show. I want to get this right. Uh, Shana Tova, which I think means Happy New Year, well right? Well done. Okay. Well done. Excellent. Happy Excellent. New Year. Happy New Year to you, my friend. We'll see you again soon. Hey. Meanwhile, Biden uh, did a terrible job. He said um, he met with a bunch of rabbis, but of course did a terrible job. Meanwhile, let's speak about New Jersey today. Jack Chetterielli on the sideline as Murphy responds to Hurricane Ida damage. As Jack Chetterielli runs for the government. Every crisis is an opportunity in politics, and with once-in-a-lifetime storms now happening as frequently as twice every 30 days, see Henri and Ida, a governor up for re-election need only do his job to gain political points. And so here was Governor Phil Murphy in Lambertville today, where floodwaters uprooted homes literally expressing empathy, imparting information on where to get help, and generally doing what a governor's expected to do. We put the witch's legs in there. Yeah, we did. We, we found them uh, down the stream, and uh, they did a little lefty. You do need a little lefty, I guess, right? Yeah. Were you guys home? We had just evacuated. Uh, the water had started to come into the driveway, um, and we have two small kids, so we... Um, Jumped in our cars and went up the hill just with family. Your kids okay? Kids are fine. Um, my, my, my son, yeah, they were they were on the, the kids were on the ground floor, so 
all the, the whole ground floor is gone. All their belongings got down the creek, the, the Delaware. We're, we're not sure. It's the governor who gets to call the White House and demand federal aid. Gets to announce that there's federal aid coming to help uh, these families and communities finding new funds, getting emergency relief there, making sure that government is not in the way of the relief, but is actually ex- Meanwhile, some schools are not able to reopen because of this uh, hurricane. Um, there's still damage in the buildings. We'd like to wish everybody a happy holiday. Um, today's Labor Day. Uh, what is Labor Day? The most liberal holiday out there. Uh, where the union labor workers don't go to work. Hey, we're working today, and yeah. Alright, happy holidays, happy Roshana, Shana Tova, and stay safe out there. We'll be back on Wednesday night. We'd like to well, we'd like to thank every single person that listens to our podcast. Um, before we go, we have an announcement that we'd like to make. Um, if you would like to watch a short interview that I had um, on a on a uh, interview with um, a person this past weekend on Saturday. On Instagram, um, I had a short interview with Mayor Cruder, a person that we interviewed on this podcast previously. He's a uh, painter, and he interviewed me a short podcast that on Instagram. Um, you can find it on Instagram. Search M Cruder on Instagram, and you'll find it, and you'll you'll find that. Pod, that that will I'm sure you're gonna find that amazing. It's quite amazing. All right. So Jack Chatterjee says happy Roshana, and thanks all New Jerseyans, working families out there. All right, have a wonderful Roshana. We'll be back on Wednesday, everyone. Um, and the latest. Oh, before we go, Trump is holding a Save America rally in Georgia on September 25th. Remember that. Stay tuned. For that rally, Georgia is coming up on September 25th, and it will be on RSBN, and you will surely be having fun on that. That's, um, 
I think that's the news that he's going to do. Um, he might, he might announce on September twenty fifth that that he's going to run by September twenty fifth. I'm pretty sure he's going to run. He's going to announce it by then because a he said possibly this month. Possibly this month. And I'm like... He has to say it by a rally. He has to. Because... There's nothing out there... That... Is not... It's nothing like... Saying... Announcing... Hearing... Um... A... A rally. Um... From Donald Trump. Announcement. Update regarding your boil water advisory. Um, they're continuing to monitor this system. Um, the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection's to ensure that the drinking water provided to your community is restored in safe, timely manner, please continue to re to boil your water, or use bottled water, um, satisfactory. This advisory remains in effect until repairs are completed. Test shows the water quality to be safe. Um, they're not sure even how crazy it sounds. So, um, how crazy is that? Ben Shapiro calls Labor Day a communist holiday, but doesn't mean that we can partake in some good old American capitalism nowadays. Now, now does it? <laughs> I I think um, Labor Day is a waste and. Um, because it's not a real holiday. It's just a holiday that we call for a capital, a, um, we're a liberal holiday. Just one day of, hey, let's take off work. Yes. Just another day for work and a work off. Why not? We'd like to th say, um, great man, I don't know anyone with anything bad to say about him. Thank you to Mr., um, to the, a custodian who saves a Clifton man returning from work at a tar at Target while flash floods are hitting. I know this man, yeah. And he is amazing. So thank you to him. All right. Next. We got to get going. All right. Have a wonderful day.
before we go, um, I posted a video on my page of a of all the damage that happened from the hurricane of from the Passaic from Passaic. Now you can check out the video and uh, see what I'm talking about. Um, and I spoke to several people. It's mind blowing. What is in that video? Go check out that video.